Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Comics Collective, the weekly podcast where we read and discuss a collection of comic books or a graphic novel. I'm your host, Dallas. I'm Alexis. And I'm Anne. And for today's episode, we are having a very special episode where we're joined by so many of our friends. Yeah, very special episode. We're going to be talking about drugs. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No one told me. It's our best of the year show starring us, obviously, the stars of the show. But then so many of you, we had a huge outpouring of people sending in audio clips talking about their favorite comics of 2021. It's been so fun to stitch together, and we're excited for you to hear it. Um, so to get started, Anne and Alexis, what did we think of 2021 as a year of comics? It's gosh, 2021 has been like one of the busiest years of my life when it comes to comics. Cause I feel like every five seconds I have someone pointing me in a different direction. Like, Oh, you need to go check out what, you know, like boom is doing over here with um, seven secrets and with like um, ones in future and all this fun stuff happening there. And also, Hey, you need to go check out what image is doing. You need to go um, catch up on something that's killing the children. You need to go check out all this stuff, but also Marvel's on fire. Like, captain marvel black widow shooting off popping off every single month and dc slow start this year but oh my god supergirl woman of tomorrow and so many other books just finally finally came around and started kicking butt and some of the best stories i've read out of them in years have started happening this year and it's just it's felt like such a breath of fresh air especially after coming out of this like quarantine we're still in the pandemic but things are starting to feel more normal i guess and comics really symbolize that to me i think there's a lot of cool things that happened this year it was a busy busy year of comic books um sometimes when i think back at books that came out at the beginning of this year like the future state books i cannot fathom that that was this year um but either good thing we won't have to talk about any of those today (laughs) 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 um i it was it was not hard to come up with a big giant list of best comics of the year for me. I want to do top 10 and then I had to change it to top 15 <laughs> and then deciding which of those was actually number one was a trip and a half. Um, Alexis though, you don't read weekly comics like Ann and I do. And so you've had, yeah, you can, <laughs> you don't know how to read pretty pictures. We got pretty Uh-oh. pictures. <laughs> and so i just wanted i want to know maybe your thoughts about this has been like your first calendar year calendar year reading comics in general and then maybe what you thought of the comics that came out this year specifically well i just have to say it, you're right like this was my first year just at all being interested in comics, like following, like actively reading them every Saturday night. And it's just been really, really fun. Like I have to, like my mom, she always keeps pointing out. She's like, would you have ever thought that you would be reading comic books with your older brother? And I was like, no, I plotted his death three years ago and it just hasn't <laughs> happened yet. But look at us. BFF. Hey, I feel like I can help. Me. 
It's the long game. It's the long game. Surprise. I poisoned your water while I was at your house. But no. (laughs) York already has poison water. What are you talking about? I was going to say. (laughs) But no, like it's been so fun. And like to see the growth, like kind of how you guys have mentioned I feel like I've seen it too. And I don't even really consider myself someone who's super into the community. Like I log on to Twitter once a week to harass Dallas and then leave again. So I don't really keep up on everything, but I feel like so much happened this year that was just so fun to follow. And I've loved being able to get a mix of the old and a little bit of the new and kind of just blend them all together. So it's been great. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I think my Twitter experience would also be better if I got on just to harass Dallas and then leave. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> just you get on Dallas sucks with an X post, and then post. everyone's like, "Are you okay? Do you do you need to talk about something?" I'll just get on and say I have never read a Grant Morrison comic book, and then I'll leave and come back hours later to dozens of people like i can't believe you've never checked out grant morrison that's so crazy i was like i know uh. you're like i knew you didn't listen to our podcast I know. exactly like, i was like heard about the fake fans right there busted i, like, I knew i just shouted into the void <laughs> um but with that out of the way alexis do you want to take it away talking about your best comic of 2021 so I picked, I guess it's kind of like I had two comics that were intermingled because Dallas texted me halfway through me reading the one that I picked and he was like, idiot, you have to read more than one. And so I read Future State, the Wonder Woman issues. There was two of them. Wonder Girl or Wonder Woman? It says Wonder Woman on those ones, but it says Wonder Girl on the other ones. So she a woman who can do both. Um, she's great. I would... She is my one and only Wonder Woman after reading this one. Love her. Um, But yeah, so I had started reading the Wonder Girl issues. And on Comixology, there's only the two available. And since my credit card is not attached to the account, I did not buy the other four that were on there. So Merry Christmas. You're welcome. Um, But (laughs) so I read the first two issues of Wonder Girl written by Joelle Jones and colored by Jordi Belair, which was really fun. Love that art. I could go on a whole other tangent about that. But I also was paired with the future state. I think it was issue like 52 or like 53. One of the, like one of the later ones um, of Wonder Woman. That's I'm convinced. I'm going to go find it now because you made me double check it. But it was great. Honestly, they were so fun. Like I was just kind of skimming through, um, comicsology to kind of find like what was in 2021 because I mean there was a lot we just said that like there was so much that happened this year with comics that I was like okay all of okay (laughs) because all of the comics that I read this year were new to me so I could have used any of them but Dallas told me that that was not what we were going to do so I had to pick a new one but these were released in 2021 and they've been really really fun to read I loved kind of the both sides with um, the future state we get like we're like submerged into her story with like we get a few like the two issues of a really fun run of where she goes to hell which is my favorite thing ever she's just goes and like sucker punches um, servers right in the face she's like 
don't you give me a hard time, you stupid mutt. And she just punches him right in the face. Um, and then with the other ones of her own issues that are paired with, we get to kind of see like a little bit of an introduction of her character and who she is. And she is named Yara Floor. Floor. And um, we kind of get like a little bit of her origin story of how she, she was she born on the island? Is that where she, like, because we get her images of her like tribal. I don't know. It's exciting. I'm going to definitely probably charge Dallas's credit card after this recording and find out. You probably can. I, I, probably I wouldn't can. mind. I will. You'll read them too. <laughs> That's the best part. If I ever do anything, he'll read them too. But no, like, I just feel like it's, I feel like I say it a lot, but it's like a breath of fresh air, a new, a new step on a story I kind of am familiar with, with our lovely little Wonder Woman. But I'm very excited. I, I think that I'm going to like it a lot. So I'll leave it at that. Those Future State Wonder Woman issues were so good. Oh, they went hard. They so went hard. She is, she is a stunning woman. Joelle Jones's art is phenomenal. Yeah. And the, col- the colors from Jordi Bella really elevated yeah. as well. You are right. Love it. Good, good stuff. Yeah, but Yara Floor is definitely one of my favorite characters of the year. She's mm-hmm. just so cool. And I remember when um she, her first um pictures got dropped back in like November of last year, the internet the internet just went crazy. They went crazy for this girl. They loved her so much and for good reason. I've been upset her book hasn't been as consistent like delivery-wise through this year, but I'm very excited for you to catch up to it because I think it's finally found its its footing. It it's like one of those um it's like a Miss Marvel no normal situation where it takes that first volume for the whole origin story to really kick in and for everything to get into high gear. But once it does, it starts firing on all cylinders and it's really fun. Yeah, I am definitely in love with it so far. So I'm going to finish it. And I know I say that with every single one and then never do it, but I'm actually going to this time. (laughs) Good. Follow through. Yeah. All right. Anne, do you want to tell us your comic of 2021? That's such a big There's so many good comics this year. I keep thinking about Gamma Flight, which was so great. And I love seeing so much more of um, Dr. Charlie McGowan. One of my absolute favorite characters. So glad she got rescued from the Immortal Hulk in at least some way, shape, or form. And it's, I keep thinking back, another like front runner was definitely Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I was so apprehensive about it at first because like Tom King is one of those writers who I genuinely love, but if he misses, then he misses. And I was very scared for Supergirl because this is the first time he'd been taking a female superhero on their own so i was very unsure about how he would handle her and to my astonishment and (laughs) to my very very happy heart he did a very good job but there's one comic this year that i feel bad because it peaked really early i guess that really hit me right where i live and just it was i hate to go back to another future state book (laughs) because i feel like oh we're keeping it focused in one place here but future state aquaman one and two by um gosh once i why don't why am i blanking on the author brandon, brandon <laughs> thomas right yeah brandon thomas yeah he's it's like he's writing my favorite book of the year right now too it's like <laughs> brandon thomas and daniel um samper i i hope i'm saying his last name right i hope i do because he sent me autographed copies of the book so <laughs> if i'm not i'm doing him a disservice and i'm so sorry but 
this team just came together and made something so magically wonderful for me. And it's, there's, when I started reading Aquaman back in 2013, there was just this magic to it. You know, there's this attraction to the character and everything that he stood for that just pulled me so quickly, so deeply into this world that nothing else before had. And I know we talked about a lot of that because my first show with you guys was on the um, the Aquaman episode. So we talked plenty about that. And you both know how much that run meant to me. And this took me immediately back there. This was a comic where I was going through every single page wishing it would never end because it had a magic to it that not a lot of other comics have. And it's especially big two comics that feel this special to me. It's just maybe I'm just a sucker for cape shit. Maybe I'm just a sucker for the Aqua fam, but you know, the ocean's cool. I love the setting of Aquaman and to expand it in the way that these comics do, taking it into this new multiversal dimension where they're just traveling alien oceans in such a, such a unique and cool place to take an Aquaman book. And it's also one of the only books we've had this year with an entirely queer main cast because both um, Andy Curry and Jackson are um, queer. And that's so cool and so meaningful to me. And I thought that was such a cool little dichotomy that I had. Like back when I was in high school in 2013, Aquaman was the person I thought I wanted to be. The person who's like, you can be between two worlds. You don't have to be liked by everyone. You just have to be a good person. And that meant a lot to me. And to get Andy now, the woman who like I want to be, the like fierce, independent, and just stalwart defender of just... Andy Curry is my favorite character of the year, bar none. And it's like, I wish they would do a John Ken situation where they just age her up immediately. Cause I, I'm okay with that. I would be okay if Aqua Woman was out there kicking ass right now because she is, she's what I needed and didn't know that I need. It's a comic that has such a resilience with its characters that just these moments that speak to me so loudly that I can picture these panels in my head, like when Jackson breaks his own chains and when Andy comes crashing through the ceiling, how she was able to survive on her own for so long. It's a story about her actually coming into her own. And I think that's part of what spoke so dearly to me. Cause this is a point where I hadn't fully come out yet. And I was still dressing as a guy all the time. It was so hard. Those first couple months of the year, it was so hard to pretend to be something I'm not. And seeing everything that Andy went through meant a lot to me back then. Because I'm like, if she can get through all this all this pain, all this misery, then I can too. This is nothing. And it gave me the strength to do, you know, do all that and get through that. So it's a cape shit comic about space sharks. And <laughs> I just, I keep thinking about the scene where she's literally surfing on a shark through a jungle. It's one of the most insane panels of 2021, but it means a lot to me. And I think it's really cool how even just a couple of one-off issues can do that for someone. So that's my that's my top comic of 2021. And wins. We lose. <laughs> so true. So true, Bestie. Oh, I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. I... Future State was so good and so it special. Damn, is yours just good too? Stop. No, no. Okay. See, I, I have taste. Um, that... <laughs> you can be like, I okay, so... Read it. I wasn't even gonna... Anyways, Future State Flash, which everyone loved. <laughs> that and Green Lantern were the only bad Future State books. Oh my god. Fortunately, uh, only one of those actually happened. Ass, 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 and ass. 
Um, well, rounding out uh, for our white male audience, Dallas Taylor would like to pick a Tom King book for <laughs> book of the year. <laughs> I I did not see this coming. I had so many more cool picks lined right up. Um, quick shout out to some of my favorites of the year. Uh, to Jellia that came out earlier this year from TKO easily, easily one of the books of the year. And if people don't check it out, I'll be very sad. Um, a book I read today because of the lovely Anne wonder woman, earth one volume three is an incredible book and easily in the conversation for comic of the year. But my personal hit me where I live comic book of the year is Strange Adventures by Tom King, Mitch Garretts, and Doc Shaner. I wanted so badly to not like this book. Let me let me tell you. I was like, you love Mr. Miracle. You love Tom King and Mitch Garretts. I even I read this for like the first four issues at the beginning of this year. And I was like, this is pretty good, but I have to read Tom King in one big stretch. So I put it away and said, I'll wait for the hardcover at the end of the year. And I did just that. And a few weeks ago, the most beautiful little hardcover I ever did see appeared on my doorstep from past Dallas pre-ordering garbage. And I was blown away by this book. The meta commentary on the political divide we feel in our country, an expose and an exploration of the idea of a white savior and a Lawrence of Arabia story was spot on. And this was the most fascinating mystery I've been a part of. One of my favorite characters is Mr. Terrific. Thanks in large part to Jeff Lemire and Jean Luen Yang writing the Terrifics a few years ago. And so seeing Mr. Terrific, just take Adam strange, that smug ass guy to town ruled so hard. The artwork from Mitch Garrods and Doc Shaner representing the current timeline and the flashback timeline was impeccable. Getting to see this, this world get fleshed out. I could not put this book down in a way that I immediately knew it was my book of the year. I had this whole list and I read this two weeks ago, maybe even a week and a half ago. And I was like, I better read this first just to make sure. And it sucked me away for like three straight hours. And so I knew I had to pick it. I very much recommend this book to anybody who is also a white male and wants to feel bad for it. Um, it hits us where we live, folks. I don't know what to tell you. It, <laughs> uh, it was very good, though. And I don't know. Maybe everyone will cancel me for liking that book. But here Honor. we are. Yeah, here we are. About the tweet right now. Yeah, Thank goodness. Your saving grace, Dallas. We'll just we'll, we'll say it's okay. Oh, so you're gonna hate me. I looked at that at Barnes Noble today, and I'm like, should I get this? Should I? No, Dallas will hate me for it if I don't. So let's. I'm gonna put it right back. It's very good, Anne. It's, it's very, very, very good. I was. I've been reading scattered issues through the year, and I'm like, this has to be one of those things that's better if I read the whole thing at once, so I don't have to remember everything. It is 100. percent Like I read the first five issues, mm -hmm. and I was like, this is fine. This is good. I can tell the craft is high, but like I'm not that invested. Mm -hmm. But sitting down with it as a singular tome 
was an insane experience that I want everybody to have. I, I'm not kidding when I say I couldn't put this book down. I stayed up till like two in the morning to finish this book. And I haven't done that in like a year and a half. That's awesome. I love that feeling. So I would highly recommend it to anybody that's listening. And I would like to apologize to the people that thought I would give them a book that wasn't mainstream, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, we did a DC sweep this year. What the hell? <laughs> Could we... would, would I have guessed it? No. No, no. No. Like, God, the, like there's so many other good books. The Many Deaths of Layla Starr made me cry. Incredible. Ooh, love that book. Love that book. Did I'm not kidding when I say Digelia was so good. I've read it like three times this year. And That's on my list still. Need to get it done. From TKO. Um, Cyclopedia Exotica was one of the most interesting explorations of being other in a society that I've ever read. The Secret to Superhuman Strength was Alison Bechdel, a certified genius, wrote a comic this year. And I still picked a DC book about a guy with a silver fin on his head. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. DC, send us money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, we'd like to transition into our ad from DC Comics at this time. Well, I wish. I'm I just wish kidding. that we would have an ad from them because then I'd get paid. Oh, just sad. And don't tell her that we're getting paid. Okay, done. Every time we talk about it, I feel like that stupid movie with like, wait a minute, you guys are getting paid? <laughs> Every time. Every time. I'm like, I know. I know I will be the last one to get paid. I will be the one getting $15 when y'all get 15000 It's fine. The funniest thing is, is like the reality is we could probably get like a review folder of free comics at some point and me and Anne would be fed. We'd be like, oh, wow. And Alexis would be like, they were free to me at the beginning, morons. Yeah, that's true. I have yet. Oh, that's a lie. I bought some the other day. Ooh. What'd you buy, matey? <laughs> <laughs> Only ones I like. But y'all keep sending me them, so it's really great. Yeah. I want to know what you bought. For life. <laughs> Tell me what you bought, I'll be fine. Yes, we cannot hear a single word that you're saying in your pi- pirate voice. <laughs> Arg. Um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, do yeah. we want to? Do we want to read some entries? So we had people who may not have recording equipment, may not be comfortable being projecting their voice to the nations. Write in. We have two entries that were written in for best comic of the year. We'll first hear from Nicole, read by Anne, and then from Tux, read by Alexis. Yeah, so this one's from my friend Nicole, and Nicole writes in, Hello all, I'm Nicole from at Fiend on Twitter. Follow her, she's amazing. And here's my submission for my favorite 2021 comic. My absolute favorite comic from 2021 would have to be Die by Kieran Gillian and Stephanie Hans. Gillian's love for not just RPGs, but the storytellers that he adds to the series absolutely bleeds through, leaving you wanting to read their stories and to create your own. Meanwhile, Hans's art is absolute magic and is perfect for the fantasy series. Lastly, as a queer reader, issue number 19 means the world to me. It's gorgeous and will likely be relatable to anyone who has ever hit a part of themselves in fear. I cannot recommend the series enough. Check it out if you get the chance. Smiley face. Happy holidays and happy new year. Thank you, Nicole. Thank, Thank you, you, Nicole. I'm very excited to get to that issue. That's the last volume. I'm almost there. Almost there. I'm so ready. You're going cr- to cry like a big dumb idiot. I honestly <laughs> think that's part of the reason I haven't read it yet because I know, I know it's going to hit me. 
I'm I'm not even queer, and I was crying like a big dumb idiot. So <laughs> you're doomed, frankly. Shit. Okay. Thank you, Nicole. Love it. Love it. All right. So I will go next, and I have one from Tux. So it goes, "Hey, collective crew. I go by Tux on Ants Discord, so I guess that's what you guys can call me." My favorite comic of 2021 was definitely The Many Deaths of Layla Starr, which we literally just mentioned. Fantastic. Good for you. Um, written by Ram B, drawn by Philippe Andrade, lettered by And World Design, and with color assist by Ines Amaro. I love stories about the relationships between humans and deities, so a god learning about being human while desperately trying to be a god again is right up my alley. It's also great to see more of a mythology that doesn't get enough play in comics, combined with some incredibly dramatic art. It all made for a fantastic comic, a fascinating comic. Highly recommend to the listeners. I'm at Tuxedo, Tuxedo Saurus on Twitter if anyone wants to follow. Go follow. Well, Merry Christmas. Everybody go follow him. Tux is awesome. Love, we love Tux. Well, folks... This is the end of our little portion of this episode, but don't go anywhere. You have so much fun on the back half of this episode as the listeners, the community, some comics pros, some comics YouTubers wrote in to tell us what their favorite comic of 2021 was. So stay tuned and we hope you like it. Next week, we'll be back joined by Owen from the YouTube channel Owen Likes Comics to kick off the year right with some more DC love. This this is a trend right now as we read Darwin Cook's New Frontier. Oh, wow. One of the best comics of all time, in my opinion. The book that I say DC Comics should read at the beginning of every year to set themselves up for success. So I figured we'd read it at the beginning of the year with one of the coolest people I know. So write us in any questions you have for that next week, and we'll see you then. Bye. 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 Hello, Comics Collective. I was kind of nervous about doing this, but I just had to get another fun. Yeah, and I was coming to saying that Homesick Pilot is the best comic of 2021, because it's just so much fun. The description for the first issue like, goes as follows. In the summer of 1994, a haunted house walks across California. Inside is Amy, lead singer of a high school punk band who's been missing for weeks. How did she get there, and what do these ghosts want? Expect three cold songs and big bloody action as Power Rangers meets The Shining. Yes, really. It's just... I, I was just blown away by the first, by that first issue. I mean... Was I bothered about it when I originally heard about it? Not really. Was it my new favourite series immediately after putting down that first issue? Absolutely. It just, the intrigue slowly wore me down. Every time I heard about it, I just got more and more intrigued. And then I just had to know what it was about by the time it came to its release in December. I just admit it was a phenomenal first issue. It was just perfect in, in the way it set up the world, the environment, the concept, the characters. All of it was so perfect, and then the balance was just... I, I, I just remember loving it. The art throughout the whole series has just been incredible. I mean, the colours are so gorgeous, it's glorious and vibrant. Some epic splash pages. 
to that sort of 90s neon vibe um, that just perfectly fits the tone and the setting of the book. It's just so much fun. The characters are just... I'm, I'm so invested in these characters and the concept. The concept is so ridiculous in a way, but it just works so well. Like, it's so perfect. I love it. Absolutely recommend if anyone hasn't checked this out yet. It's just, yeah, awesome. Hi, Gums Collective. This is Glenn Machette, apparently. That uh, with his pick of the favorite comic year, I think it's been a very good year for comics. So this was hard to pick, and um, a lot of favorites, but there is one I particularly want to highlight, and that is the young adult uh, OGN, "The Girl from the Sea," by uh, written and drawn by Molly Knox uh, Ostertag. This is a LGBTQ plus uh, graphic novel about a fifteen-year-old girl called Morgan who has a secret uh, that she basically is a young gay gay girl living on an island uh, that doesn't have much going on she's desperate to finish high school and move to the big city where she can uh, discover herself uh, but one night she is saved from drowning by a mysterious girl named Kelty and they become best friends and fall in love uh, but Kelty has a secret uh, that she's kind of sort of like a, a mermaid type deal uh, but she uh, can have legs and walk on land when she uh, meets the the person that she's meant to be with. This is a lovely, very sweet story uh, that I think is gorgeous. I think Molly Knox Ostrag is such a good writer and I love her art. She's just ridiculously talented and um, I think that this isn't one maybe a lot of people will think of when they're sending in this segment. So this is the book that I really wanted to highlight. Um, I, I sent this to um, Anne as a birthday present a couple of months ago, uh, and I think she really enjoyed it as well. So hopefully she'll uh, back up uh, what I said here. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all uh, variations thereupon uh, to you guys. Bye. Hi, Evan Von Doom here, and I'm here to talk about my favorite comic of the year. And I know there's so many things I like to talk about, like Maniac of New York by Elliot Callen and Ice Cream Man by W. Maxwell Prince and Shang-Chi by Jean Luen Yang. But I have to say that if there's one comic that blew me away in 2021, it was Better Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill? Better Ray Bill? I don't know how to say his name because I don't normally care about this character. I think he's cool looking and he's fun, but I don't have any love for him, just personally. But his mini from 2021 by Daniel Warren Johnson is so good. This is a comic that's able to accomplish so many things that any other comic might struggle to blend all together. It has heart. It has beautiful art. It has metal-ass moments where people are getting split in half and thrown about in lava and there's magma and there's people with giant guns and giant axes and lasers and dragons. This comic has everything in it. But at the center of it is a tragic story about a character trying to love himself. And that's such a beautiful thing and hard to find. And Daniel Warren Johnson does such a beautiful job conveying both the tragedy that is Beta Ray Bill and the fantastical lifestyle that he's able to live in this fantastical world. It's amazing, and it makes me hate Thor so much, <laughs> but that's a different story. So Beta Ray Bill is the comic you should be reading in 2021 if you have not yet. Thank you, Daniel Warren Johnson, for the beautiful writing, beautiful art, and to Mike Spicer who did the colors and... Oh my god, the colors. Everything comes so together with the colors because it makes it more kinetic and fluid and flowing and everything's beautiful. I love this comic so much. Everything comes together so well in this comic. You have to read it. 
Thank you for your time, and thank you again to the Comic Book Collective for inviting me back for my second time only. <clears throat> but I appreciate it nonetheless. Every time I listen to this podcast, I feel so happy to be part of this community. You guys bring so much passion and love to comics. Even the ones you hate, you can still see the passion, the frustration in your voices and everything when you guys want to love a comic so much and just can't. So I really appreciate that angle you guys bring to this because sometimes comics can be really toxic, especially the community. And you're all reminding us that we can love each other and the comics and different opinions. As long as you know, it's not about like Laura Kinney or something. So thank you again for your time. I hope you have a wonderful 2021, and I hope I'm invited onto the show again. And, you know, keep it real. That's what I always say. That's my catchphrase. Hi, everyone. I'm Sivara from the Twitter account Sivara underscore comics, and I'm 20 years old. I excuse myself uh, if my English is bad, because uh, I'm French. So, I started reading comics since June 2020, so I'm in my second year, and it's really a world that I cherish and never tire of. It's so good. Everything is good here. So, for my favorite comic that was released this year, my choice is already made, because it's The Made Death of Leila Star, written by the great Ram V and drawn by Philip Andrade, I hope I see it good. The question, not the DC character by the way, now is, why? Why this choice? Well, I would say personally, for the themes that it addresses, which have personally touched me a lot. Or the characters, or even just Andrade's art. Honestly, there's a huge amount of reason why I love this book. The best I recommend to really understand why it's a masterpiece, in my opinion, is to read it. And that's why I invite you to do if you haven't already. I'm sure you will love it. It's so good. This writing is really special in a good way, in my opinion, and does what he does so powerfully that you can honestly appreciate. Saludos, mi gente. This is Joshua Gomez giving my opinion on the best comic that came out in 2021. Now, this is a thing I could probably give a different answer every day. Lots of great comics came out this year. But I'm going to keep it simple and be biased and go with a very longtime favorite character of mine, so my choice is Moon Knight by Jed McKay and Alessandro Capuccio. Why? Mira, check this out. This creative team has really come out of the gate firing on all cylinders. Not only do they establish a new mission for Moon Knight and the new headquarters, which is also a mission, but they create an interesting new supporting cast, which seems to me rare these days in the superhero comics. And it puts the reader on the ground floor for this run. At the same time, they clearly see that there are lots of great toys already in the Moon Knight toy box and are playing with them all, which I personally love. Street-level superhero? Chacho. In just a few issues, Moon Knight has taken on a Spider-Man villain, a Punisher villain, a rival Moon Priest, which is a classic Moon Knight villain setup. There's even a visit from an old West Coast Avenger teammate, and any run with a certain weird cat being fabulous in it is worth a look, eh? Ya tu sabe. Other classic Moon Knight elements include supernatural horror and psychological character study. The scenes of Mark explaining his trauma and mental health issues to his new therapist, part of that great new supporting cast, smoothly add layers to the main action without feeling out of place or slowing things down at all. 
And if you've never seen multi-level marketing vampires, or a mind-controlled mob of the elderly, or the lunatic touch of the moon god Konshu, this is definitely the run for you. There are references, big and small, to practically all his major stories, great for long-time moonies, but by filtering them for the new supporting characters in Moon Knight's life, it keeps anyone from being lost. Well, no, not any more lost than Moon Knight is, which is half the fun of the trip. It is a series, well-placed and well-written enough to make anyone a loony moony too, eh? Bueno, with that said, gracias a todos, y especially to the Comics Collective. Comes out. Hey, Comics Collective, it's Doug here. Hope you're all having a great holiday. I think 2021 was a fantastic year for comic books, which kind of makes this difficult. I really liked Superman and the Authority, Daredevil, Swamp Thing, uh, but for me the top spot has to go to Beta Ray Bill by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, I stumbled onto the character years ago, and since then I've sort of been looking for an excuse to read more. Uh, and I think this delivered everything I could hope for and then some. Uh, the art is kinetic and expressive, but what I love most about this book is how well Johnson can really focus on uh, the quieter moments, panels where Bill just uh, sits alone and <laughs> looks really, really tired. Uh, it's a very bittersweet story, which isn't something that we see a lot of, especially in superhero comics. Uh, but I think it's very fitting for a character like this. Bill is someone who spent years in Thor's shadow, so he's perfect as the underdog of the story. I also really like how pointed, but at the same time uh, universal, the themes could get. We all have these insecurities, and I mean, in some cases they never go away, but at the same time, they're not who we are. They're not what define us. And sometimes we can believe that, but it always kind of takes uh, leaning on other people to realize that it's not true, that we're more than, uh, than the insecurities that we see in ourselves. It's, uh, it's given me a whole new level of appreciation for this character, for Marvel, and for Johnson as a creator. I can't wait to see what he comes up with next. Happy casting, and hope you all have a great new year. Hello, Comics Collective Podcast. Friendly Neighborhood Comic Panda Keanu Comics here to talk about my favorite comic book of 2021. In the series I have chosen is Nightwing by Tom Taylor. Before Tom had started writing Nightwing, Dick had previously been shot in the head, lost his memory, and was going by Rick Grayson. Well, during the events of the Joker War, Dick regained his memory and resumed the mantle of Nightwing. After this, DC had put their current books on hold to release their future state books, and during this time period, it was announced that Tom Taylor would be picking up the Nightwing book. With Nightwing already being my favorite DC character and Tom Taylor being my favorite writer, I was extremely excited for this run and so far it is not disappointed. Every single issue so far has consistently been amazing and has always had me looking forward to the next issue. The run starts off with issue 78, being an emotional issue where it is revealed that Alfred, who is at this point dead, had left Dick a fortune in his will. In this first arc, with his newfound billions, Dick now wants to make a difference as Dick Grayson rather than just as Nightwing by helping the less fortunate people of Bloodhaven, who are also being targeted 
targeted by a new villain known as Heartless. We also get introduced to Melinda Zuko, the new mayor of Bloodhaven, who is a lot closer to Nightwing than we think, and that mystery alone kept bringing me back for more. Dick isn't alone during all this though, as Barbara Gordon and Tim Drake are here to help him throughout the way, so if you're a fan of the Bat family such as myself, you will love the interactions these three have together. Also, I can't forget to mention the greatest new character of all time, Bitewing, the three-legged dog that Dick rescued in issue 78. The series so far has been full of heartfelt moments, especially at the end of the arc where we see Dick announce the ideas that he has to help Bloodhaven. Comic books that are able to make me feel just incredible inside, such as this one with it being a whole roller coaster of emotions, will always be a must-read to me. While Tom Taylor's writing is amazing, I also have to mention the incredible art of Bruno Redondo. The book is honestly just so beautiful to look at, and is one of the best parts of the whole series. With the series ready to move on past the events of Fear State, which takes place after the first arc in the series, I am more than excited to see what is in store for my favorite Batboy Nightwing in 2022. And I believe any fan of Batman, or just fun, heartfelt superhero comics, should give it a read. Congrats to everyone on the Comics Collective team for an amazing year of great podcast episodes, and this panda is very excited for more great episodes and comic books this year. Hello, it's Alfred, and I'm here to talk about my favorite comic book of 2021, and uh, it will be Guardian of the Galaxy by Al Ewing. Uh, it's not the best book I've read this year, but it's my favorite. Like, it's a book that is deeply personal to me. It's a book that helped me during the lockdown where I did a little depression. And the book is about depression, so, and how to deal with it in the, in the best way possible. So it kind of helped me with that. Um, if not, it's not the writing is excellent. Like Halloween get those characters and reinvent them in a in a good way. Like just Peter Quill, it took him uh, that MCU character that became uh, Peter Quill during the Bendis era and kind of keep it with the Duggan and Kate and make him a totally different character and. Uh, it became my, one of my favorite characters of the year. Um, in other words, I just want to say that the art, like especially Rowan Cabal, who's the main artist for the first 12 issues, is really creative. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but you have that big fight with the Olympian god, and each of the uh, of those fight is really creative. Like they are be, they are using the I am good from good which is cool, and used it to beat a god. I won't spoil uh, <laughs> which one it is, but it's really fun. And uh, if you took the second part of the run, which which was the main one during this year, uh, with The Last Nation and Real Superiors, it was, it was making things big, like you have all those political plot with the X-Men and uh, that huge uh, magical invasion by Dormammu. <laughs> But also keep it small with those, those focus between the relationship between the characters. And I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed all of you in run. I'm so sad it, it's ended uh, that way. But it was really fun. And uh, to all the team of the Comics Collective, Happy New Year. And thank you for the, this year. And I hope you will continue to do an excellent job next year. Bye! Hey there, Comics Collective. This is Eric Azana from the Geeksplain podcast. And uh, first of all, thank you for 
having me on to talk about my favorite comic of 2021. And because I am who I am as a person, I'm going to cheat. Uh, I have two. I have two comics that I want to talk about real quick. Uh, one that is from 2021 and one that isn't because uh, I just can't help it. I can't help myself. I got to break the rules. So the first comic that actually is from 2021 is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, I fell in love with this series from the get out. Um, having True Grit and combining that with cosmic space opera and Supergirl was a match made in heaven that I didn't know I needed. But with every issue, I get more and more invested in the story of Kara um, really going after Creme of the Yellow Hills and dealing with Ruthie, who is on this insane revenge quest and combining every aspect of that while also making it a think piece on Kara on her story on her backstory uh, as I'm recording this issue six just came out and I am broken once again uh, this series has been visually incredible Bilkis Evely's art is next level and I am a Tom King lover I am a Tom King defender uh, I will even go to bat for certain aspects of Heroes in Crisis and Tom King is on top form right now. I've said it on my podcast. Like, he is working with the best artists in comics right now. And this one is no different. Um, Car's Story, uh, issue four is my personal favorite issue of the series so far. I cried. I full-on cried. It's an incredible story. Uh, go check it out. But I also really want to talk about Invincible. Um, Invincible came into my life very late. I had never read the series before this year. And so because I read it this year, this counts as a 2021 comic. Leave me alone. Uh, I adore Invincible. Um, I loved the show. Bringing in an Asian superhero was something that was really near and dear to my heart. And so I figured after watching the show and loving the show, I should go back and read the comic, and that gave birth to the Geek Explained Book Club, uh, where I got to read it alongside two of my very best friends, Malcolm and Jacob. Um, Invincible is incredible. Invincible is a monolith. Uh, people have talked about Invincible for years, and I've always been like, ah, I don't know, I'll give it time. But reading Invincible, and not just reading Invincible, but reading it alongside my friends um, and getting to kind of geek out about it every single week and talk to uh, you guys about it too, mentioning like little stuff here and there every time I hit a milestone. I was like, whoa, this comic's crazy. Uh, really did warm my heart and it made it an experience that I haven't had reading comics in a while. Because, you know, reading comics is a very solitary uh, act. You are reading the comic by yourself um, and if you're lucky, you'll be able to discuss it with friends and um, getting to go in every single week and talk about how great this series was as I was discovering it and everyone being so kind about not spoiling things, but also like cheering with the uh, revelations and the excitement was really, really cool. So uh, this year in comics for me, I'm always going to look at Invincible and Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Those are my favorite comics of 2021. Those are the comics I am most thankful for this year. And speaking of thankful, I'm thankful for you guys. Comics Collective is one of my favorite podcasts currently going. All three of you rule. Dallas and Alexis, you are all amazing. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, hey! I didn't see you walk in. You just caught me reflecting on the comics of 2021. 2021 has been such a good year for comics. 
from Beta Ray Bill to Ultra Mega, from Far Sector to the place furthest from here. But if you were to walk up to me like the Rory Calhoun, which you are, and say to me, Ed, you have to tell me your favorite comic of the year. I personally would say that my favorite comic has got to be Daredevil by Steve Murray. Ah, wait. What do you mean no one knows who Steve Murray is? Okay, you might also know him as Todd Diamante. Ah, wait, one moment. Gang, uh, call. Excuse me. What do you mean no one knows who Todd is? Okay, okay, okay. Last time, last time, last time. You might also know him as Chip Zdarsky, the famous sex criminal himself. But Ed, you handsome devil, what makes you choose Daredevil over series like Radiant Black? Radiant Black is such a classic. Well, my friends, even though I could spend about an hour talking about Radiant Black, I could spend many hours talking about Daredevil, and I am not even going to try right now because it would just come out as a jumbled mess, so I'm just going to leave you with this. The series dares to be great. It is absolutely electrifying. It is never foggy with what it's trying to say. Zdarsky really is a kingpin of a writer, and he shows we can accomplish when the chips are down. And honestly, I really gotta hand it to him. Thanks to him, I'm really gonna stick with Daredevil as long as I'm reading comics. And thankfully, that's gonna be a long time. So if I were to leave you with something, I'd have to say this. Read Daredevil. Pretty please. Hey guys, Revian here. Before I start, I just wanted to say I've become a big fan of the show from the moment I listened to your interview with Cammy Thompson. You've become one of my favourite podcasts since, so just a shout out to y'all. You're my faves and I hope your 2022 will be awesome. But it was really hard to just pick one comic as the best of the year. I mean, how do you even compare a far sector with a swamp thing? or with whatever the hell is going on in Krakoa and how do we talk about a series that hasn't even finished yet like Aquaman the Becoming or Nubia if I could I would just give the prize to Al Ewing because everything he wrote this year was pure fire but I can't because them's the rules so which book was my favourite now's the perfect time for a drum roll it's Silk the miniseries featuring Cindy Moon as, you guessed it, Silk. Written by Maureen Gu. I researched it, but if I got the pronunciation wrong, please tell me. Art by Takeshi Miyazawa and colours by Ian Herring. I just, I love, love, love Silk so much. It's exactly the kind of story and character you want to see in a superhero story. Maureen Gu writes and understands series Cindy's character perfectly with the right amount of sads and millennial pain. She gets to shine as both Silk and as a reporter, working with the ever-legendary J. Jonah Jameson. The plot is great, revolving around gang warfare, ancient cat demons and cool, but definitely evil technology. Plus, you get a new villain and things get all K-drama-like. What's not to love? If you like the character, you'll love this series. But it's also a great jumping on point if you haven't read anything about Silk yet, which you really 
really, really, really should. The art is amazing throughout, and Silk has got the best variant cover game in town. Seriously, those Silk Head covers are fire. We need more of those. All in all, pretty darn good book, and my favourite for 2021. And the good news is, of course, that Silk is coming back for another mini next year. Here's to hoping she gets another ongoing soon. And that's all she wrote. I would gush more, but the episode would take forever. Love you guys, have a great new year, and may your tomorrows be forever better than your today's. Bye. Hi, uh, I'm Cole from Critical Rants, and I'm going to talk about my favorite comic from 2021. I didn't read that many new comics this year, uh, mostly because I have been catching up on comics from previous years and trying to complete my ever-growing list of comics that I need to read. So, to cut to the chase, my favorite comic of the year was Batgirls Issue 1. Yes, there's only one issue of this series out so far since it just came out in December, but uh, it is my number one read of the year nonetheless. And there's a variety of reasons for that. The first, and probably the main one, is that I'm a huge Cassandra Cain fan, so it's great to see her back in the spotlight, along with Stephanie Brown and Barbara Gordon, both characters who really deserve to be uh, front and center, in my opinion, in DC Comics, um, and who haven't always been given the best treatment. But it feels like this is sort of the big push for that to change. Um, I love that this book takes its character seriously in the first issue, but it still knows how to have a lot of fun. Um, I think there's a clear understanding of the history of these characters that's on display and understanding of what makes their personalities shine um, without taking away from the capabilities of them. I mean, Cassandra Cain can still kick some serious butt and also, you know, wear a goofy bag on her head as she does to protect her identity. And that's just, it's really great to see little details like that. Um, I think that the art of this is also a huge positive. Uh, you have Jorge Corona, who's the artist, and Sarah Stern, who's the colorist, and it is a vibrant, eye-catching book. Um, I love Cass's design. It's very close to her uh, traditional Batgirl design. Just, I really love how the wings are. Her 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 cape is, is looks like little wings. Like you have these very thin sort of pieces of fabric jutting out from her shoulders that almost look like these creepy gargoyle wings. I just love that little tweak to her design. Um, and I love how Stephanie's drawn as this very bubbly, vibrant, bright person, um, which obviously is a bit different from Cass's, you know, personality. But um, it's a book that kind of just made me feel really, really good reading it. Um, and I think at the end of the day, that's, you know, as many reasons as I could list. And oddly enough, as short as the story is, I'm sure in comparison to some of the other uh, picks for this year for people's favorites. This is a book that really made me feel good and made me smile opening it and reading it and seeing these characters that I love uh, done justice. Um, and I think, really, that's that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, it's not, you know, given that it's one part of many, you know, I, I can't speak to the quality of the issues and the rest of the story from here. But I can say with great confidence that I'm really looking forward to those issues. Um, and that's what a good comic does. It gets you a first issue. It gets you excited for what's to come. And I am really excited. I'm not typically one to pick up comics month to month just because it's so expensive and there's so many to keep track of. But uh, I will certainly be doing that for Batgirls. So I have a high degree of confidence that it's going to kick some butt as it has already. And I'm really excited to see what they bring next. Um, so I guess that's why Batgirls is my favorite comic of the year. Uh, thank you to Dallas, Alexis, and Anne for inviting me to do this. 
and thank you to all three of you for just, you know, hosting such an amazing podcast. Look forward to it every Wednesday. You guys are the best. Love you. And yeah, I will see you in 2022. Hi, I'm David Pepos, a Ringo Award-winning writer of books like Spencer and Locke, Scout's Honor, and The OZ. And uh, my favorite comic of 2021 has to be Superman Red and Blue, number five. Uh, specifically, Daniel Warren Johnson's short story, um, Boy, uh, you know, Daniel is just freakishly talented. And the way that he's able to really kind of dig deep into uh, Superman's empathy through the lens of Pa Kent, it's something that's just so really touching and beautiful and heartwarming. And that's not even, you know, discussing the artwork. Um, you know, Daniel is uh, uh, an acclaimed artist uh, for, for good reason. And the way that he's able to really kind of add so much um, dynamic energy and emotion to everything while still staying in a fairly limited color palette, um, it's really impressive. And uh, it's, it's definitely the best comic story that I read in 2021. Hey, this is Jake, and my favorite comic book of 2021 was The Many Deaths of Layla Starr, written by Ram V, with artwork done by Felipe Andrade. The premise is that the goddess of death is let go from her position because a human is about to be born who will one day discover the cure for death, making the goddess's job obsolete. So the goddess is then sent down to Earth to live as a human, and asks to be sent down nearby where the human is about to be born. So they get dropped down into the body of Layla Starr, a young woman who recently died in Mumbai. The goddess, or Layla, then attempts a few times to locate and stop this human. The book is about both humanity's relationship with death and vice versa. To me, it has all the hallmarks of a classic. It's fun, it's dark, it's totally out there weird. It's got gods and magic and anthropomorphized objects. Ram V is a fantastic writer who really knows how to plan otherworldly concepts with more down-to-earth plot. His Swamp Thing series is also great for that sort of thing. Andrade's work is just gorgeous. His style really matches the tone and the story perfectly. I, I love it. It's just a wonderful series and I highly recommend checking it out. Also, love the podcast, Dallas, Lexi, and you guys are awesome. Dallas, Lexi, and Anne, thank you so much for asking us, Comic Book Couples Counseling, to join your Mighty Fine Best of episode. We could not be more honored to be on this thing. We better say something really cool and good. Yeah, because, like, we, you know, this year has been such an incredible year. 2021 produced so many radical comic books. Narrowing it down is quite difficult. Nearly impossible, but not totally impossible because we have done it. We've done it. And like, I would love to say that our answer is like out of left field. We're going to surprise your socks off. But That's if, a saying. But if you're familiar with comic book couples counseling in any way, you know that we are already in the bag for Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. We cried our eyes out at Murder Falcon. We love, love, loved Wonder Woman Dead Earth. And now we are head over heels for Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, and I think we also cried our eyes out reading this comic book. Totally. Well, Daniel Warren Johnson gets Marvel Comics because what makes Marvel Comics good is a character's flaws and, and insecurities. Mm -hmm. There are so many characters who are strong and powerful and do the right thing. But what makes us identify with a character is 
when they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They don't know how to feel. I feel like the trick with Daniel Warren Johnson is that his art does look like metal as hell. It, it is amazing, brutal, badass artwork. Frenetic. Frenetic, kinetic. Uh, but... Like, that is just this um, cloud of rad to mask the deep emotional core of all of his comics. It's empathy. Daniel Warren Johnson has this deep well of empathy, and he is able to put himself in Beta Ray Bill's shoes and think, what would it feel like to always have to play second fiddle to Thor whom you, according to the most important hammer, is equal to you in every single way, except for one that Beta Ray Bill can discern, and that is uh, the good looks department. Yeah, his appearance. And, you know, Beta Ray Bill, Argent Star, does deliver on all that badassery. It's an incredibly... Beautiful. There's a huge gun. There's a huge gun. There's Fin Fang Foom possessed by a symbiote. Like th- all the stuff that is like, yeah, metal, right? It's all there. And narratively, it comes with a bunch of surprises. It does not leave the story where you think it's going to leave it. And it does not leave the character where you think it's going to leave the character. He is forever changed in my mind, in my heart, and in canon. So that's it. We nailed it. That's the best comic of 2021. <laughs> so you can just buy the episode is over. Uh, have a have a great day. I am really excited to listen to this actual episode and hear what everyone else think is the best comic of 2021. And thank you for asking us to participate. Yeah. Happy New Year.